Health Unwrapped is the conversation you need to hear to enhance your well-being from the experts at BioGlan. We'll be talking about trending health topics and ways you can make a difference to your health with leading experts discussing the latest developments in dietary supplements and, of course, natural foods. I'm your host, Natalie Silverman, host of the Fertility Podcast, and I'll be taking you on your wellness journey. Don't be afraid of doing nothing. Like that recovery time and sleep, I count sleep as recovery, is so important. That's the time when your body makes use of all your hard work. And if you continually train, and especially if you're training really hard every session, your body doesn't get a chance to stop and use the work that you've done. So don't ever be afraid to do nothing. Don't ever be afraid to do a lighter session. So welcome to another episode of Health Unwrapped. And I'm really looking forward to having a chat with fitness pro Elle Linton. Elle, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's brilliant to talk to you, especially when the way that we exercise has changed so much considering what's gone on in lockdown. And I was having a conversation just the other day with my husband, who used to be a personal trainer, who was saying to me for the first time in his life, he's not been a member of a gym because he's been training so much at home. Is this something you're hearing more and more? This is absolutely what I've been hearing. And I think People have found a newfound love for training at home or even outdoors when they've been so used to the gym. It's just been a really great opportunity for everyone to explore different ways to move, not necessarily exercise, but to find out what else they enjoy doing. Yeah, definitely. And and in terms of motivation, though, because obviously there's something about having a class that you've booked into if you're going to the gym, leaving the house for, for you know, you have to make yourself do that. How did you... <laughs> like make sure that motivation was at its peak, you know, and and continued during lockdown? So for me personally, motivation is always an issue that I struggle with, which is why I've always liked going to group exercise classes. With lockdown and everything that's happened, I think people have had to really look for other ways to get motivated. Personally, I find it quite easy now to just roll out of bed and roll into my living room to deliver a class or go to a class. And I find that having classes to teach gives me a level of accountability and then a level of motivation to move. Because I know that once you get moving, even if you don't feel like it, you always 100% of the time feel better afterwards. So that's something that we all need to remember on the days that we're struggling with motivation. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. And you've been doing, as you say, a lot online using Zoom during lockdown. Do you think this whole way of exercising has meant that people that never thought they would have have got more motivated to join in? Yeah, I think having everything online has given exercise another level of inclusivity. There are so many barriers to exercise and going to a gym that even I didn't think about before all of this happened. Um, When it comes to group exercise classes, people are conscious of being in that environment. They're conscious of not being fit enough, of not fitting in and being able to do the same quality of class, essentially, that you could in a studio or in a gym in your own home means that 
you get a level of privacy that you wouldn't have gotten before. And, and it could even come down to what you're wearing if people are embarrassed about what they might have to go to the gym. It doesn't matter, does it, when you're at home? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I worry about turning up in the same thing like three days in a row because I'm like, oh, it's just right there. I'll wear that. You, was, you were talking on your Instagram that you weren't fussed about the fact that gyms were reopening. I know. I mean, I was doing CrossFit before lockdown and, and I've not gone back. I feel like I've got a good routine going on with the stuff I've got outside. We've got some equipment that we can use. Do you think that people are going to get more creative to go outside and do more? I mean, obviously we're heading into winter as well, but they are looking to still work out at home, aren't they? Yeah, I think that with the changes that have been brought about over the past few months, what people are valuing is the flexibility. So I'm pretty sure people will go back to the gym, but there'll be days, you know, where you might not have to go into the office. So doing a class at home, knowing that it's still good quality and still an effective workout means that you'll still have that option because hopefully these things are here to stay now. So you have the option to go to class, you have the option to stay home and do that class or go running or go cycling if you're working from home. So it's just having the options available to you, which I'm pretty sure means that you're more likely to continue doing what you're doing. Yeah. And what about the fact that, you know, it's getting darker earlier? If people have really got into it, surprised themselves by it, What are your tips for them to carry on as it gets colder? (laughs) Yeah, I think the darkness is going to be a real game changer. If you're going to be exercising outside, the main thing is to just focus on wearing the right clothes. There's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothes. So dress up in layers that you can take them off if you're going to go run or work out outdoors. And indoors, focus on getting one of those clocks that has the daylight rising thing, which really makes a massive difference to me because I wake up no matter how dark it is outside feeling energized and then that means that you feel good for your entire day so it kind of makes everything still feel normal so yeah those are two things and then just get your workout done in the morning then you don't even have to worry about it for the rest of the day that's probably one of the best tips I would give someone I was having just that conversation with someone yesterday because I'm the same. If I don't do it at the start of the day, even with the best intention of putting on my, you know, my workout gear, then I'm just looking <laughs> like I'm dressed in sports cash. So I'm glad yeah. you've suggested that. Now, <laughs> on your Insta, you've got very impressive pictures of you, like with a massive tractor tire and I know you've got all sorts <laughs> of challenges. I was actually signed up for my first Tough Mudder this year, which got cancelled. You've done oh, Tough no. Mudder, other things. Uh, yeah. What upcoming challenges have you got then? So I had basically not committed to anything this year before everything that happened anyway, because I had spent two years studying and it meant that I never really knew what shape I was going to be in. So this year I only really had one race planned, which was going to be um, Red Bull time lapse at the end of October, but they've turned it now into a virtual event. So I'm in two minds whether to do it or not, because cycling for 25 hours in a team in one location in that atmosphere was an epic experience but doing that from my house and staying up all night by myself I'm like I don't really think that (laughs) I'm gonna be able to do that so right now I'm like I don't know maybe I need to find a new challenge (laughs) well definitely keep us posted When, when you're talking about that kind of discipline though because again I've had conversations with people and they're like well I was doing my 20 minutes but then I had to put the washing in and how how do you advise people to stay focused would you say do shorter 
shorter lengths of a, of a chunk of exercise rather than trying to do an hour if you never get into that full hour? Yeah, I'd say so. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned and relearned over and over again is that you just need consistency. No matter if it's short or long, just try and find that way to be consistent. So if you're working out three times a week, two times a week, four times a week, um, just every Every little bit that you do will add up to get you to wherever your goal is. Keeping that focus on your end goal is hopefully what will keep you committed and give you that consistency. Now, as well as putting in the effort to the exercise, we want to talk about the importance of recovery. And I loved your rolling with my foamy sessions, which were really popular <laughs> during lockdown. So how often, because my other half's got a roller, um, it's not something that I've done it a bit, but it always hurts me a bit. How, how often do you like to use a foam roller? I think it probably hurts you because you don't use it, which is ironic. Oh, right. Um, okay. I personally, I do three main sessions a week. So two of those are 45 minutes and one is 30 minutes and the whole 45 minutes is not spent foam rolling it also includes lots of stretches and lots of mobility to ensure that I stay injury free and then on top of that I would probably do just about 10 minutes maybe after a training session or even before sometimes depending on how I'm feeling but again it comes down to consistency so the more you do it the more you'll be looking after your muscles and getting that recovery in which means you can train harder and stronger next time okay I didn't realize that is so useful to know because I just thought it was if there was an ache you did it rather than as a kind <laughs> of way of doing your recovery as well so that's really interesting what what do you wish people knew more about when it comes to recovery after exercising or a particularly active day because I know I'm really guilty I do stretch but I and I do yoga so I know that there's elements of that that's all all good for the recovery but I don't know if I do it enough I think my main my main message would be don't be afraid of doing nothing like that recovery time and sleep. I count sleep as recovery is so important. That's the time when your body makes use of all your hard work. And if you continually train, and especially if you're training really hard every session, your body doesn't get a chance to stop and use the work that you've done. So don't ever be afraid to do nothing. Don't ever be afraid to do a lighter session it's just as important as the hard work that you do. And and how long do you have off between workouts? So uh, I think one thing I've learned is that you also need to find out what works for you. So some people can train with one day recovery. Some people need two, some people need three. You just need to listen to your body. And personally, where I do quite different sessions. So at the moment, I'm riding three times a week. I'll be adding in running two times a week and then stretching. Like I can manage to like alternate what I'm doing each day to make sure that I can work out. So I'm training maybe three, four times a week maybe five if you include teaching. Um, but yeah, just listen to listen to your body because every week's different too, depending, especially for female athletes, you have different points in your cycle that you will feel different. So you need to listen to your body, see how you're feeling at, at that point in time and use that to decide how hard you train. And when it comes to myths, like fitness myths, what's one that you wish you could dispel? Ooh, that's is oh I know what I'd say I'd say the biggest myth 
is that every training session needs to be crazy hard. And when you finish, you need to crawl out of the studio or your living room, being unable to walk. Like, that's just insane. Absolutely, you can have a session like that if that's what you enjoy, but that doesn't have to be the norm. Like doing a yin yoga session where you spend five minutes or longer in a stretch is so valuable doing a weight session where you take your time with your reps you have lots of recovery that's also valuable so yeah that's the one myth I think you don't have to come out of a session feeling like you have nothing left to give to anything else in the world because that can often put people off from doing it in the first place can't it yeah absolutely and not everybody enjoys that feeling you know some people might only ever want to do yoga and come out feeling chilled and relaxed and some people just everyone's different and I think we're so lucky in this day and age that we have so many different options especially once you leave school it's not just netball and cricket and running like there's a whole world out there of movement to discover to see what makes you happy. And I think you're totally right. You've got to be honest. And if it's not for you, like I said, I was doing CrossFit before lockdown and I was terrified to start in. I did it for about six months and I did get into it, but I've not rushed back. So that speaks volume. <laughs> Whereas the other things I do, you know, I've all I've done yoga for years, other stuff I, I do consistently. So I think there's an element of, yes, you need to push past the fear, don't you, in some things. But yeah. if you know you're really not going to like it or you're worried about getting injured, then it's maybe not the right thing for you. Yeah, great. Now, I want to talk, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about magnesium because I think some of my listeners might not be aware that it's actually one of the biggest nutrient deficiencies in the UK. And apart from muscle recovery, did you feel any other benefits from taking a magnesium supplement? I am absolutely the biggest fan of magnesium going. I take it myself probably every other day. It's a massive help for me to sleep. So if I'm having trouble sleeping, which probably comes around like once a month, I'll make sure that I take my magnesium tablet before bed and it really helps me to sleep through the night. I use it for period pain, which is something that I didn't even think of until maybe about six or seven months ago when I realized that cramps are just muscle spasms and that's something that magnesium helps with. So it's been an absolute game changer. Um, I've had I've been able to take less painkillers, which I guess is what we all kind of want to do. Um, and then, yeah, with recovery, it makes sure or assists me in helping my muscles to recover quicker so that, again, I can get back to training a little bit sooner, maybe than if I didn't use magnesium. That's so interesting hearing the different benefits of it and and that consistency of of the supplement. We'll talk a bit more about supplements because I want to also talk about the guide that you've created in collaboration with Bioglan, which is a like post run and stretch guide. Because I'm assuming you've got lots of clients like I was talking about trying to get out of my stretching and cooling down. And you mentioned a bit about the importance of it, but you you do need a plan really to to get the the best out of it, don't you? Yeah, I think that we all know that we should stretch and we should or could foam roll afterwards and all the things that we could do to help. But sometimes it's just easier to have someone say, do X, Y and Z and you follow it rather than having to do your workout and then think yourself about what you should do to help aid your recovery. So 
I personally, myself, I still love following plans created by other people because it means I don't have to do the brain work. And I think that's why I like going to classes or having a personal trainer because you just want to put your energy into moving and someone else does the work about what you should do. So that guide, Elle, where can we find it? So that's available on my website and also on the Bioglan blog. All right. Well, we'll make sure that there's links to both in the show notes for this. You've been a friend of Biogran for a while now and you've talked just before about your love for the active magnesium. You've also talked about your love of the active curcumin range on your social media. So do you regularly incorporate supplements into your diet to support your training? Can you tell us a bit more about them? I do. So I am of the mind that yes, you should or could get everything that you need from your diet. But in this day and age, it can be quite difficult. And personally, I feel like We all have different deficiencies based on our lifestyle. Even spending the last six months indoors so much means that, say, vitamin D levels will be lower than they already were anyway. So I've always liked to keep on top of my own like profile, I guess, of um, supplements and what I need to take and make sure that I look after myself as best as I can. And I found recently, going back to the basics, to help you feel energized is what works and for me those have been getting good sleep drinking lots of water being hydrated and taking my supplements daily and whenever I feel like I've strayed away from that that impacts in my daily life I don't have energy to move so just going back to those basics keeps me on track and you do as well as the things you mentioned you talked about the running you do a lot of cycling Do you have any rituals that you follow to help with any joint discomfort if you've got any keen cyclists listening? Joint discomfort. So curcumin is something that I do take anytime I have an issue and that's a pretty natural supplement. So other than that, I don't really take anything. But with um, joint discomfort, especially when it comes to cycling, if supplementation might not work, just use that in addition to probably getting a bike fit. So making sure that you're set up again, making sure that you're stretching and foam rolling before and after to just help with your posture and focus on strengthening your body as a whole, even though, you know, you feel like you only use your legs when you're running, but actually you need a strong core and strong shoulders. So those would be my tips for that. If somebody is experiencing joint pain particularly after quite a full-on workout or activity what would you say would be the best thing you mentioned some of there some of the recovery bits but what else would you suggest I would suggest some gentle movement so maybe some yoga some stretching because it's still important to move not moving could essentially make it even more painful and by all means eat foods that are anti-inflammatory take those supplements that work for you. The curcumin one is a good one. And just enjoy, enjoy some relaxation. Look after yourself. Don't go and do something else that's going to impact on your joints. Maybe just have a nice bath in magnesium. Is is there such a thing? Are there magnesium bath salts? Maybe there are. And you've written and we've talked about this importance of supplementation. If people are listening and they might have issues with their joints or they might know that they have them in their family, 
Do you think it's important to look after your joints with supplements, even if at this point you might not be struggling, but you know you are keen on your exercise? A hundred percent. I think prevention is better than cure. And it's so much easier to prevent any joint issues than it is to cure them. So the longer that we can keep them away, the longer we'll be able to keep active. And even if you don't have it in your family history, like we should still be looking after our joints anyway. Like why not? Our bodies, we only get one. So we should definitely look after it as best we can. And what about on that note, if people have been told that certain more high impact sports aren't good for certain joint issues, what do you say to that? That can be that can be quite a blow, I think, sometimes. And I think with cycling, a lot of cyclists have come to the sport from running. So the more that you look after your joints and the less of that high impact, if it's affecting you negatively, um, you can still do it, but just counter it with low impact sports like cycling, like running, make yourself stronger, make your muscles um, stronger, make your bones stronger to help you look after your joints so that you could potentially get back to the sport that you love. And if someone's listening, Elle, and they haven't really taken advantage of the massive increase of online exercise that is now available as a result of lockdown, and they've come across the podcast and they're thinking, okay, maybe I will. What would you say to get somebody, you know, really enthused about getting moving? I'd say don't knock it before you've tried it. So ask your friends, ask everyone around you what they've been up to and just try it. The prices are pretty reasonable. There's also lots of free content on everyone's social channels. I think any instructor who's delivering online, they will have some free content so that you can check out their vibe on their social channels. And I always think it's it's just a world of discovery. Try a class. If you like it, go again. If you don't, try something else. So keep on trying until you find that thing that you're like waking up in the morning and pumped and ready to give it a go. Because you never know what you'll find. And I'm saying this because I saw a picture of you doing a squat with a glitter ball. Can you explain? <laughs> I mean, brilliant. That, that? that was um, 70s bar, I think it was. And it was Amazing. actually really good fun with disco music and very tough exercises, which I haven't been working. You know, the small ones that burn those exercises. So, yeah, that was <laughs> really good fun. So you never know what you might find. And if you don't know what bar is, it's kind of ballet, but like the conditioning part of ballet, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The conditioning part. It's all sorts. Disco aerobics out there. Um, everything with glow sticks and drumsticks. Yeah. You name it. It's probably out there. Exactly. There's no excuse not to give it a go. El, <laughs> thank you. It's been really interesting having a chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. Be sure to subscribe via your favourite podcast app to stay up to date on Biogland's commitment to your wellness. You can also listen back to series one of Health and Rat, and we'd love you to leave us a review. To find out more about our products, follow us on Instagram at Biogland Supplements, on Facebook at Biogland UK, or visit biogland.co.uk. 